In today's world, it is confusing and difficult to obtain the necessary things to ascend. I would like to share with you my inner circle and team where we are all consciously ascending. Through health, wellness, nutrition, and financial means, there is no boundary or limit that my team can't achieve. Upgrade your network, upgrade your health, upgrade your finances. Healthy mind, healthy body, healthy soul. What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Ascension Show. So glad to have you listening today. I've got my great friend Adam with me. I've been super stoked about having him on the podcast. It's been uh, months in building in progress, but we finally got this going. Adam, thanks so much for coming on. Could you give us a quick introduction about yourself? Yeah, of course. Uh, Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, As far as the introduction, I'm going to keep it as quick as humanly possible i'm i'm just a person that's really um all i've got for you everything that i talk about everything that i do it's just something that anybody can do so i always like to just say that like i'm just your average guy just your average no you're more than average man nah because everyone can be me i sincerely believe that Mm. so what what makes you say that do you not believe that there's some unique factors that make you you uh, I think that there are some unique factors that make me me. And I think like everyone has those certain unique factors that'll make them them. Um, but as far as like anything that I've accomplished or anything that I've gone through, I think that literally anyone can do those things if they're just willing to put in time, effort and work. Uh, we're all, for the most part, born pretty equal. There you go. Okay, good way of putting it, man. Um, Yeah, I think a lot of people can sympathize with that and uh one thing i I did want to ask you is because if we're talking about going through experiences and and you think everyone can experience kind of can go through like the experiences you had i want to know about your door-to-door experience and kind of you know the maybe some challenges and the things that you had to to push yourself through and maybe how you grew from you know adam from day one to adam to the finish line yeah and i mean it's a great question just because um the person who was there on day one was not the person who left at the end of the the five months and i mean it was kind of a crazy environment to the point where every single day was a challenge like you knew every day when you woke up something was going to happen. You didn't know what it was and you just had to um, be there to kind of like trust yourself to figure out whatever was going to happen. And it was very much so relying on yourself. Like, you know, it was one of those situations, nobody was going to knock any doors for me. Nobody was going to sell anybody for me. Um, And the challenges that you face, (laughs) they're so different every single day. Like I was, attacked by dogs i was bit by dogs i had police called on me uh i was caught in just crazy rainstorms like one time i was it was raining it was like nine o'clock at night i was finally waiting to get picked up and i'm like trudging through almost knee-high water in the street god and like hiding in a porta potty like finding places to go to the bathroom i was even telling a family member um just the other day about 
a time that I was I crawled off into the woods to go to the bathroom and I finished going to the bathroom and I I look around and I notice that I'm just like in the middle of a spider nesting site and in Texas you don't know what kind oh. of spiders are out there so I got out of there as quickly as possible I'm like trying to like you know get everything off um and so like anything like that will happen during the day and then on top of that you have to add in the pressure of selling somebody because it's a commission only job so if you're not going to sell someone you're not going to make any money that day um so it's just i like to describe it as a pressure cooker the it summarizes an entirety and you just have to learn how to um mentally and only mentally like there's really no other outlet deal with all that pressure yeah it's uh it's amazing what people can do when they're put under that kind of pressure and it really shows you who you are under the skin you know and that pressure brings out that characteristic of you that is super important to harness in my opinion and pressure builds thick skin and it's super good for for just kind of getting out of your shell and expressing that version of yourself that you need to express that hardcore version of yourself. I always say to myself that diamonds form under pressure. And I think that you could resonate with that. And like the amount of growth that you had over those five months of every single day being put under that kind of pressure uh, really allowed for a lot of growth because you're having these new experiences and you're, you know, you're learning from the successes, you're learning from the failures, and you're learning from navigating a neighborhood with brain up to your knees. So yeah, yeah, that's super cool, man. <clears throat> it's something that um, a lot of people don't do. It would be very hard to imagine myself doing it. Um, and I like to say that I like to do hard things. But, um, you know, having to go to the bathroom in the woods doesn't sound fun to begin yeah. with um, i mean that's the i mean plenty of guys going alleyways it just it honestly depends on where you are the great place about where i was knocking is like dallas is a pretty um metropolitan area and there's always construction so there's lots of porta potties so porta potties honestly they become kind of one of your best friends mm-hmm. um which is unfortunately kind of disgusting but, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, but yeah, like there's a, one of the big things that we all talk about, like all my coworkers throughout the summer in a place that we actually find a lot of motivation is the fact that nobody wants to do what we're doing. And and that's yeah. that's how you know that it, the job attracts a certain type of person when like that's the source of motivation. And that's one of the things that's going to drive you is the fact that like, Nobody else that wants to be out there doing what you're doing. Like it's 110. Um, like you know, people will call the cops, like whatever. Again, there's so many problems that you're going to have throughout the day. Um, and yeah, through handling them, you just, you learn so much about yourself and it brings such a different confidence and some might even say swagger to just who you are. Yeah, man. And, uh, I th- I like the swagger, dude. It's such an important characteristic to embody because then you have that confidence in yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I I just want to say, like, <clears throat> there's when you're doing something that other people don't want to do, 
and you're attracting those types of people like obviously like you're not gonna want to do it you know you're you're attracting a group of people that they understand the hardships they understand the challenges but they're doing it and they're like kind of weighing out risk reward Mm -hmm. and you know i guess the networking and the opportunity and the growth that is there it's it's really um great reward and i also think um navigating yourself in navigating your way through like life and your day-to-day operations knowing that people that you're having interactions with have a negative connotation associated with you right off the gate is something that you also have to learn from right yeah i i'm actually it's crazy that i i don't think i've ever talked to you about this so it's crazy that you asked that question but um i would say that was one of my largest mental hurdles like it's amazing again how many like physical problems you had like i said the dogs cops whatever rain heat but the much tougher ones are the ones that are completely mental because at the Mm. end of the day that's a completely mental hurdle you're gonna bring that energy into that conversation you know if you're telling yourself that they don't want to talk to you that's gonna come across in how you talk to them and how you uh how free you are with yourself um, and I, before leaving and still am, and I'm sure a lot of ways really struggled with being a people pleaser. And so this job did a really great job at, you know, trying to, <laughs> trying to beat that out of me in a way, because I, I sure as hell wasn't going to please everybody. I was going to piss people off. People were not going to like me and people were not going to like me just as soon as they saw me, like, you know, like, just- oh, fuck this guy. I mean, I had plenty of people run away from me, like, <laughs> like shut the door as quickly as possible, like, you know, get in the garage, like sneak around, like, oh, we don't want to talk to him. Um, and so you have to learn because that still hurts at the Adam that hurts Adam's ego that hurts him because, you know, I love being a friendly person. I love talking to everybody. I love getting to know everyone. And I have honestly the most genuine intentions with everybody. And then um to like have people running away from me and not wanting to talk to me uh all because of like my occupation so it was almost like I had to have I had two personalities and like when I could really step into it solicitor Adam like I didn't care I didn't care at all I'd go talk to anyone I'd knock any door like all that but then there was also regular Adam and he would definitely pop up at times like I'd I'd maybe not talk to people that I should have talked to because I was nervous about approaching them in like an interesting situation that they were in, or like, it seemed like they didn't want to talk to me or trying to avoid me. Um, So the people pleaser hurdle was one that I definitely had to um, work at jumping over, over the course of the summer. Yeah. If, if you're trying to go about doing stuff and you are trying to please everybody, you're going to please nobody. You just have to kind of hold yourself in your own regard and be yourself. <laughs> I think that's important. And I think I can kind of um, relate to you in a way because I was a soccer ref for some time. So doing high school games and like high intensity high school games and like high level club games, like you're on you're on the spot. And if you're not, you know, you're making a mistake, even if you don't make mistakes, you know, people are so quick to harp on you. And yeah. Even happen. when you make the right call. Yeah. Even when you make a right, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, you're never going to please everybody. 
You're this just not possible. And those people have already though they don't like you. And there's going to be people leaving that still don't like you. You're going to piss off more people, but you just have to like do it and be thick skinned and handle the situations and be confident in your own ability to make the right decisions, despite what other people think about you and, and think about the situation. And yeah, so that and you I think one it. important thing to add is you have to be confident enough to make the wrong decision, yes. the wrong choice and make a mistake because like you're gonna and um i think that was another big thing is you just you learn that that's not the end of the world there's you're gonna be able to fix it you're gonna be able to there's always a way to make things right i'm a firm believer in that as well um so just like just finding a self-trust that wasn't you know ever there because you didn't have to draw on it yeah I think I think what you said about making things right, I think that's a really good one because that comes back with your actions, right? Um, it's never going to be with your words. Like if you're able to make something right, it's going to be by what you do following that mistake or whatever happened. And also being confident in failure. Like, you know, if you make a mistake, still being confident with it and still being to carry yourself through that. And when you work yourself through failure, then you grow and you'll learn more from it. I I learn it way more from when I fail than when I succeed. There's so much more value to be taken out of failure because you get to learn why you didn't succeed. What were the things that you didn't do or came short of doing that stopped you from reaching success? And that can be said for anything, not refing a soccer game or knocking on doors, right? right. Um. So I think, you know, embracing failure is something really important. But in saying that, I think a lot of things that construct the way we do things as a society and as a culture looks down upon failure and frowns on failure. And we're we're so quick now to applaud everyone, not only the successors. And failure is... So it's looked down upon and it's also pampered, right? Yeah. Um, and people should learn how to fail. I think we had this in our last conversation. People need to learn how to be punched in the face, figuratively yeah. and, and literally. Oh, yeah, I was about to say literally yeah. and figuratively. Yeah, both of them. And so people like need to learn. People need to learn the lows just as much as I need to learn the highs. That's why I think handing out participation trophies are stupid um why i think you know if someone fails like don't be so quick to harp on them for failure but kind of use it as a learning lesson i see this i see a lot of it go on um in in the sports so i'm like you know yeah i mean yeah for soccer games and you can see that it is and like sports for so long were a way to teach us that like they Mm -hmm. were a way to teach us how to fail like don't nobody fact check this but i do remember hearing that the reason why like high school football became such a big thing was because whatever president or whoever um during like time where there wasn't war he wanted to prepare young men like with a challenge um like a physical challenge and so that was one way to do it but like i mean i grew up playing sports my entire life and team sports i don't know if i ever played any individual sports like oh i played golf um but 
you learn and you learn from failure and the problem now is we have a very insecure society so if that society needs to be willing to take a chance on something they don't want to have nothing at the end like they won't that doesn't work with their brain they're too scared or nervous so they have to have some kind of guarantee and that's what those participation trophies are and that's what everyone you know patting your back telling you oh you did a great job or whatever you tried hard um and it just it's bs at the end of the day i hate it like and i i sometimes get a lot of flack for that because i'll be very blunt with people about you know are you gonna achieve your goals are you not because you know for everyone listening i'm also a personal trainer and nutrition coach and like the results are always the results. And last night on the group call that I was on with Spencer, one of the things that I talked about and one of the quotes that we had in our office door knocking was you can have excuse or you, you can have excuses or you can have results. You can't have both. So you're going to have to pick. Uh, and that really resonated with me because at the end of the day, when you're trying to achieve goals, it is really black and white. Like either you did or you didn't. And but that's not to say that if you don't achieve your goals, it's a failure because like my, one of I had multiple goals. I had different types of goals when I left for the summer. So I had my like revenue goal, which is how much revenue I wanted to bring in. I whiffed on that. I mean, I, of course, set a very um, ambitious goal, but I I didn't come close to hitting it. One of my other goals was honestly just to make it to August 31st. That was my goal because I knew how hard it was going to be. And that was the goal I hit. And that was the goal that really meant something to me. Um, so sure, I hit that one, then hit another one. But it doesn't like doesn't negate anything that I did or anything, you know, that I went through just because I didn't reach this one number. And so people being insecure or not being um, strong enough with their self and who they are to accept defeat, like that's that's how you grow. And now we just have a bunch of people who haven't been able to grow because they haven't been able to experience this feeling because they're too insecure in the first place. Yeah. That's super well said, man. Um, <clears throat> I know that I, I think I've, I've experienced that too, like the pampering of failure and like you grow up and it's like, Oh, it's okay. Like you try your best participation trophy. And it kind of, for me at least, I feel like it kind of hindered my growth because then I had to come back and learn how to fail myself and it was something that was just shown to me and so like now when I look back on it I have a completely different outlook on it and like I've just been able to be okay with failure and be okay with with not succeeding like you know you have ambitious goals I have ambitious goals too I make ambitious goals and I get far from them but I still like okay so let's reassess and let's like take wins out of it too because another thing that changed my perspective was taking the wins out of failure. Okay. So you think you failed, but what can you count as a win here? Right. So if you're, if you're making these goals for yourself, for your door to door, okay, what's the win? Well, I survived and I grew so much and I still made money. Um, and there's so many wins to be taken out of. And like, if you start to change your perspective in that way and count your wins, count, count these things that, that you could consider a success, then you're going to be succeeding more and you're going to find more things that you're successful with that's something that's been really helpful for me um when when i started to like learn about failure and learn about growth 
and and stuff and it was a concept shared with me about from my jujitsu coach he helped me kind of understand that from like a jujitsu perspective and then I was able to translate that to my real life you know because if you're rolling on the mats and like when you get submitted it's a failure technically but what can you learn from it like if someone catches you and you go and after the roll is done it's like hey how did you do that what did I do wrong and if you're rolling with someone better than you, they can say, okay, well, you did this and you should be more like this. And you're like, okay, thanks. Right. And the same thing translates to real life. If you're making a business operation and you don't succeed, it's like, you can ask a mentor partner, Hey, what can I do better? Yeah. And I mean, that honestly, in my opinion, is just a great way to design or to explain growth mindset, growth mindset versus fixed mindset. And I mean, that's just brings it back to my intro and like there are so many times where I failed or got made fun of or could have quit like I mean I was well within every right by today's standards to you know not try or to not be confident or to not do all these things but instead I decided that I wasn't stuck I wasn't gonna be you know a person who couldn't talk to girls or who couldn't go and make a sale or who couldn't lift weight or any of these things. Like I just decided that like I knew that there was more inside and more I wanted to get out and more I wanted to do. And yeah, it was going to be uncomfortable, like learning those things or doing those things, but like that uncomfort and moving towards that as a goal uh, was way better in my brain than staying the same and you know never talking to girls and never lifting weights and never trying to sail or sell or do anything so um it, you're gonna have to choose your discomfort because it's really uncomfortable when you know for lack of a better term i'm not gonna say loser but when you're losing um like losing's not fun but it will teach you something and you don't always have to lose Um, and honestly, the way it works is you start to stack wins and you just, you get more wins, like winners win and losers lose. That's how it's always been and how it always really will be there. It's, there's no way around it. And I never want that to go away. People want that to go away. They don't want people to be able to lose. You need to be able to lose. Yeah. Well said, man. And I think, I think one thing that I took out from what you said was like, having that identity change so being someone that can talk to girls being someone that can go this ways being someone that can go sell right you want to be that person too like i think that's a good thing to embody on on the accomplishment or the trek for your goals right um when you are clear with your identity and who you are then you can really go about and do things and you know you don't have to oh i'm not someone who can talk to girls and or I don't, I don't go to the gym, right? I think it's important to say, okay, I, I lift weights. I talk to girls. I am a salesman. I practice jujitsu, right? That's, these are all important things to embody. And these are things that you can use to help you in your goal to success, right? You're never going to succeed at something if you don't identify with it, right? You want to have that relationship with the thing that you're trying to achieve because if not then there's going to be some sort of dysfunction and you're going to ultimately fail but if you're identifying with that thing so for example 
I practice jujitsu and I'm identifying with this thing and I'm allowing myself the space to grow. That means failure is going to happen. But if I'm not identifying myself with jujitsu, I was like, oh, okay, well, I mean, I've tried it a few times. Well, you're going to fail because you, you're not identifying with it. That means you quit, right? Is that, isn't that, you imagine if everyone quit jujitsu after like five times going because they're like ah, i'm just not good yeah i'm just like ah just not i'm just not good it's not for me you i'm know? just I, I don't think i'm good at this <laughs> yeah or, yeah it's like okay i'm trying to learn guitar and it's like ah this is just it's really hard you know i've been practicing for a month and it's just it's just not going well it's not i'm not as good as i thought i'd be but you know you know it's 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 an amazing you know and it's not to say that you have to like stick it out with absolutely everything but that just brings you back to your why. Like, why mm-hmm. are you doing whatever you're doing? And the only way you're going to be able to, you know, get through a summer of knocking doors or even like a year of jujitsu practices is having a strong why. And knowing that because, you know, my mom, she'd asked me this. She was like, I told her some story about something that happened. She was, you know, because I mean, my mindset and her mindset are not close. I mean, they don't need to be close. Like, you know, she's a mom. She's, you know, it's just, we're different people, but she was like, just like, wouldn't you be thinking like, what am I doing here? Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, of course, of course, that's exactly what I'm thinking. And I have to have a very great answer in moments, like the moments I had in order to want to stay. Like it needs to be strong. It needs to be deep. It needs to be something that's thought about um so i guess for anyone listening my encouragement would be if you have anything um that you're trying to do that's hard or difficult or maybe not even trying to do maybe it's a situation that life's forced upon you and you just kind of have to accept it because oftentimes we are in that position in life find your why figure out what's going to help you get through it because it's um just going to make it easier on you it's not going to be easy but it's going to make it easier yeah having an intention behind everything is huge having an intention behind your workout your you know food literally just living with intention like because this is having a reason this is all you get yeah having a reason for the things that you do is so important and when you have reason you have purpose dude and like it's just so important to like have that because then you're you're full with like drive and you know a reason to carry forward yes um so and people can see that like people can see that in you and like and i know i can see it in other people and like that feeds off of each other and that's why obviously like tribe has been such a great place is because like really if you think about it how many conversations have we actually had like maybe like five or six Dude, not even probably. <laughs> not even. But because you're such a passionate person and live with so much purpose and you uh, have clearly thought about why you believe in what you believe and everything that goes into that, we're able to have very deep level of discussions because I've done that same thing. And so you're yeah. able to recognize that and you're able to like, you cut through all the bullshit that people talk about that doesn't matter and yeah. you actually get to like have fun conversations like these that make you feel purposeful, make you feel passionate and just make you feel like I feel more alive when I talk to people who are like fired up and ready to go and very uh, in tune with what they want to do and who they want to be. Absolutely, man. Like when you're 
when you're interacting with these types types of people who have you know their purpose and they have intention and they're just doing things with a good reason a good intention then you can really kind of feel that and yeah man i totally agree with what you're saying and and um i yeah i have like people come into my mind when you say that and i'm so thankful that like you know once you find find these people you can really help it helps you understand what you need to do and and that honestly brings like one more thing to mind and it's like and I think about this a lot is, you know, whether success or even failure, it, none of it happens in a vacuum. And I wouldn't have been able to finish my summer or have the summer that I had without, you know, my parents, my friends that I leaned on, my coworkers, even random people on the doors who were just extremely kind at times where you can definitely start to feel um, pretty down because you talked to some pretty big jerks um, but yeah I had a you know a great network of people to lean on who <clears throat> were there to support me and so and I had like a great manager who spent tons of time with me beforehand to help train me and then he was also an amazing manager while being there he just was he knew how to you know talk to me or when I needed to be talked to or when I didn't need to be talked to which is another important thing Um, and so that's, I think a big thing too, is like, you're never going to get anywhere alone. Are you going to be able to go a lot further with, you know, people who support you? Um, but that doesn't just come out of nowhere. Like you don't get to be a jerk and then have a bunch of good people around you. You have to be a good person and you have to, um, be someone worth having that support. Um, and so just, that's another great thing as well to know for, again, success or failure, whatever you're trying to accomplish, you're going to need good people. Um, and to have good people in your life, you got to be a good person because good yep. people know good people and good people also know bad people. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a really good way to put it, man. Um, and, you know, I, as we wrap up here, man, I, I think, we had a really great conversation and flew by. <laughs> yeah, it did float fly by. Um, I I I wanted to ask you one question, and I'm actually really looking forward to oh hearing hearing this answer. Um, and I don't want you to have any filters, all right. Um, so I always ask this question before we finish, and I say, everyone is listening to you right now, the whole world. What is your one message to everybody that you're gonna share? It can be uh, as long or as as short as you want. I'm honestly going to go with something that we said a lot in our office. And I mean, there are plenty, there are so many things that I want to say right now. Um, but I'm just going to tell everyone to quit bitching. Like, <laughs> quit bitching. We said that all the time in our office. Like, there, there's no good that comes from talking about negativity or there's just from complaining it's it's low energy it's not gonna help you like it maybe for some people it makes you feel better but at the end of the day just quit bitching like go out there do what you said you're gonna do there's gonna be adversity there's gonna be hard times like whatever um like if you don't internally believe that you're stronger than all those times and you just need again to work on yourself a little bit more so yeah quit bitching dude I love it, man. I put that in my notebook. (laughs) 
it's yeah, great. That's a good one. I, yeah, I think negativity in general is like something you want to stay away from because if you're just kind of talking about negativity, you're going to attract it in and that's all you're going to focus on. But if you have a perspective change, you focus on positivity, you're going to have that uh, come into your life. So, Adam, thanks so much for coming on the show, dude. Thank it you was for having me. Dude, it was awesome conversation. So many bangers dropped. I hope that uh, the listeners, if you guys have gotten this far, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. Peace, everybody.